it's wonderful how how the American people display their sportsmanship. Right, final out of Bloomington, Indiana Hoosiers 90, Jackson State 51. Indiana Hoosiers remain and O on the season. That's six wins, people. And while Jackson State is a weaker opponent, Indiana handled their business here. That's exactly what they needed to do. I'm glad that a lot of these recaps are starting to sound the same because these championship squads, that's what they do to lesser opponents. They play their brand of basketball. And they never played down. This Indiana team's playing at a different clip than last year's, than teams of years prior. And, I mean, everyone who watched the game obviously saw it was just a huge night by Tamar Bates. Tamar ended the game with his uh, career-high 22 points. I mean, it's good to see that he's taken it upon himself to provide this team with some shooting. He had four three-pointers made in this. Count them. Four. In On his way to just a stellar night. The Indiana depth continues to amaze. Adding to that stat line was four assists and three rebounds by Tamar. It, after Race did it last game, Tamar did it this game. Everyone's just showing that if it wasn't for how just how much talent there is on this squad, there would th- these guys could get their own stat lines. There's only one ball. And, I mean, Tamar looked incredible today. He could start elsewhere. He could munch serious minutes elsewhere. But he's, his willingness to offer up the uh, substantial and starting minutes elsewhere, it's just showing that he's committing to these uh, championship efforts that Mike Woodson has these guys buying into. Speaking to those uh, that developing depth, I mean, Jordan Geronimo looked great. You see him just add a little more finesse each and every time he takes the court. This time you saw, I mean, his raw athleticism just left his, left everybody so excited for what he could possibly do in Bloomington. And he's adding he's adding dribbling. He's he's being smarter with his uh, steal attempts. I mean, th- the game's coming to him so much easier. His ability to be in the right time at the right place is just a fundamental part of his game and it's one of his true talents but now he's adding the little stuff he's putting it all together and he is becoming a complete basketball player it's great to see Jordan ended the game with six points that was all in 20 minutes now while not the most impressive in the production I mean that was on three or four for shooting like he is shooting well from the floor so Sorry, I'm just kind of spitfiring this one. I'm trying to get this out and then get down so I can wake up and hit the road for the bucket game. So, uh, yeah, just kind of a shotgun blast about this game. I mean, following Race's phenomenal game against Little Rock, he had seven points, four rebounds, and three assists. Sporting the headband again, looking good. <laughs> he played far few minutes, but uh, far fewer minutes. 18. I mean, but he was asked to do less in this one. The depth on Indiana is amazing. We were able to let the uh, secondary kind of dominate a large number of the minutes, allowing us some valuable rest before we head into this game with UNC on Wednesday. 
large part of that 90-point finish by the Indiana Hoosiers was Xavier Johnson. It's incredible that Xavier is the one stepping up. Um, again, he had four three-pointers in this one. He's becoming a, he's becoming our most reliable deep threat. While, while I was hoping Miller Cop would get back to his form at Northwestern and be the most reliable shot, this Xavier right now, Xavier this year looks more reliable than Miller ever did in the purple. I know I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but I'm going to be hopelessly optimistic and assume that this is here to stay. As for Trace, the captain, out against Little Rock with a minor back tweak. Luckily, Little Rock didn't have the talent to really give us a problem, so he's able to take the rest. Good for him. This was definitely one of his more modest stat lines on the season because he didn't have to do a lot. I mean, he did have 19 minutes on the floor, but the game didn't have to run through him. You know, I mean, it was nice to see shooters taking shots. Seeing who we could turn to when we may need it against the Tar Heels. In his 19 minutes on the floor, Trace got 11 points, 5 rebounds, and 1 assist. Well, again, not the most phenomenal stat line. It was just awesome to see him back in this one. He's looking all right. No reason for worry heading into North Carolina. I fully intend on him to lead us to the victory in that one. Armando Baycott, he's coming. Our team goes as far as Trace does. His attitude is just electric, and it's bleeding through every single player on this roster right now. He's setting the tone. And I fully expect him to take it into North Carolina. He 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 took his foot off the gas today because he could afford to. I expect it pedal to the metal come the Tar Heels game. So, of course, as I'm breaking down stat lines, I have to break down our freshman. I have to break down the two-headed monster that is Malik and Jalen. Montverde. No, duh. Pretty. They must be pretty good at basketball. Montverde? I don't know how they say it. Jalen played the single most minutes on the team. He played 28 minutes in this one. Showing that he's got the legs to uh, really compete if asked to and against the Tar Heels. He ended up with four points, but he really shined with his distribution. He had uh, six six assists on the night, three rebounds, and again, it was a slower shooting day. He was one for eight from the floor, but you have to think that that is going to come. Shots are going to fall for the young man. Look at him. Look at his game. Look at his commitment to the craft. The kid is incredible. Those shots will fall. I'm confident. Malik continued shooting like an absolute beast from the floor, three for four. Ending with 8 points on the day on 18 minutes. 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal. He continues to show that we have the single most dangerous third big man in the NCAA. He's playing beyond his years. The kid's game is so fundamentally sound it makes your head spin. It's awesome to see. I mean, what can be said about this game that hasn't been said about every other game that we've had these uh, lesser teams in Assembly Hall? I mean, same story. Our defense absolutely runs them out of the building. They can't contend. 
There's no getting the ball inside. Now, when we play North Carolina, that will definitely be a different story. It was a different story against Xavier. Different competition. Yeah, I mean, these th- these lesser teams we need to go out and absolutely manhandle, and thank- thankfully, the Hoosiers are doing that on a consistent basis. Mike Woodson had the Hoosier defense locked in today. Jackson State was held to 35% shooting from the field, 27% from three-point. While they were able to match us pretty well on the boards, the Hoosiers absolutely dominated in assists, 23-6. to six. Steals, Hoosiers 10. Jackson State, 7. Blocks, Hoosiers 5. Jackson State, 3. And, yeah, it was just business as usual in this one. I mean, Mike Woodson, (coughs) he's only had this team trending in the right direction since he's got here. This team has handled these inferior opponents at every turn. And thank God they have. That's what championship teams do. And I just want an Indiana team to be contending for a title. We can't be messing around having competitions with the likes of teams like Jackson State. No offense to them. Again, I say this about all these types of teams. They got to play in Assembly Hall. I never did. Something to say. (laughs) Quite quite an honor in my mind. But I'm also just a fanboy of this program. Heading into North Carolina, I mean, Mike Woodson has Indiana playing some of its most rock-steady ball in in the last decade our team's as deep as it gets and depth is going to be an issue for North Carolina if we want to have a guy off like yes their top dogs are some nasty dogs but if you want to go for a guy off I think Indiana has you beat because we just have unlimited guys the number we can go to in the bench is just too much too much And I think it'll be too much for North Carolina. I really think Mike Woodson will have these guys dialed in. You know the fans are going to bring it. It's going to be a crazy scene in Assembly Hall. Just an absolute madhouse. I fully expect this team to go 7-0. That's just my unprofessional, uneducated thought on it. Well, I shouldn't say uneducated. I did graduate from IU. Uneducated in sports journalism, I should say. Great win for the Hoosiers. Lots of tape to go over heading into North Carolina. But we can't be messing around with these guys. Move on to the next one. Next one being the biggest, nastiest dog on our schedule. I mean, that was the preseason number one, but they were there for a reason. This team has some very, very good talent returning. Armani Baycott, like... (coughs) He's going to provide a test that our talented front court has yet to see. Luckily, if it's an All-American, All-American showdown, I think we got it. Trace is playing a game that nobody had seen prior to this, and he was an All-American prior to the preseason All-American prior to this. He's only gotten so much better. He's unlocked the ability to access that fifth gear and dominate a game. And we're going to need it in this one. We're going to need him to dominate the game if we're going to stand a chance against the Tar Heels. We know know he can guard bigger guys defensively. He did it all last season. 
once we hit that depth, once we hit that depth, I mean, Baycott is in for a long day on the court because they don't have a Malik. They don't, they don't have, they, it, first, I'm telling you, this North Carolina team does not have the depth that they would usually, that you would think they usually would. I'm very confident in our chances. This team hasn't given me any reason to be anything other than confident in them. And while I'm keeping this one short, I'm going to uh, be I'm going to be putting out a longer North Carolina preview, so keep an ear out for that. And uh, after a little word from our sponsor, we'll get into the uh, just some little thoughts heading into the bucket game and uh, your Purdue performance of the episode. The Often Daunted Podcast is brought to you by Hungry Howie's Pizza. Now, they aren't paying to sponsor this show. Uh, I just wanted to give them a shout out. They were my first employer. They really took a shot on me when I literally had no resume. So, yeah. Shouts to them. Again, if they don't want me to mention them, they can pay me to do that. Thank you. Here we are, Hoosier fans. Today's the day. If you're listening to this, the day I release this. Bucket game is here. Now, while this didn't mean much before uh, November 25th, this game means a lot now. If Purdue wins this game, they're playing in the Big Ten Championship. (laughs) So crazy. I mean, if that doesn't give you a reason to support Indiana football, I don't know what does. If ultimately our season culminates in just upsetting Purdue fans, you know what, considering everything I've watched this season, I'll call it, I'll call it, I'll be happy. That would be a happy cap to this season for me. Because then we can bury it six feet under, but at least he'll get this. I'm looking to just decimate the Boilermakers tomorrow. I don't know how. Dexter Williams' legs, I don't know if he'll be able to get it done with his arm. Two for seven last game. Seven attempts is just crazy for your quarterback to only be throwing it seven times. Here's hoping the offensive line can provide anything in order for the Hoosiers to get this win. God, I want to play spoiler to the Boilermakers. Spoilermakers. Hey, here we go. Spoiler makers. Uh, for your Purdue performance. Um, actually, I'm not even going to make fun of them right now. They're playing pretty well. Uh, right now is first half, so it very well could change by the end of this Gonzaga game. But at the time of this recording, five minutes left in the first half. Uh, 20, 21, they're playing respectable. Looks like their entire game runs through Edie. Of course, as the veteran presence, it would tend to, but they're very one-dimensional, it looks. And I think the Hoosiers have the perfect response to Edie with our interior defense. We handled them last year, no problem. They they don't have the same playmaking presence I, Ivy gave them. <laughs> I'm ragging them again. Yeah, your Purdue performance of the day is going to be how bad they are to m- is going to be how bad they are in the bucket game.
Let's go, Hoosiers. Get loud in Bloomington. I'll be down there with the family. First tailgate for my littlest one. Exciting time. One and a half. <laughs> Maybe that's too young, but we'll see how it goes. Thank you for listening to the Often Taunted Podcast with me, Burke White. I record this as a hobby, passing time in between tip-offs. Um, just looking to create a show that uh, fans can be a part of growing, contribute. Uh, feel if you, if you want to say something on the show, if you want to contribute anything at all, reach out to me at flyoverwire at gmail.com. That is flyoverwire at gmail.com. You can read any, I mean, if you like what you're hearing, feel free to read any of my posts on Flyover Wire. And, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. Let's uh, go out there and handle business against the Boilermakers today. Let's win that bucket. And uh, I'll talk to y'all before UNC, hopefully with a bucket in our hands. Thank y'all.